1: This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. The Blues Booth is brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Boardwalk has three convenient locations. Manchester, Crestwood, or St. Peter. Or visit online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. We always enjoy talking to the Hall of Famer, Bernie Federko, who joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker. Good morning, Bernie. How are you doing? Randy, I'm doing great, thanks. What happened last night when the Blues took on the 113 and 1 Coyotes? How did the Blues lose to them?
0: Uh, It's kind of hard to believe, Randy, but you know what? It's the National Hockey League, and uh, if you don't show up in the right frame of mind, uh, anybody can beat you. I mean, the Coyotes, yeah, they've struggled all year long, but, uh, you know, (laughs) they're going to eventually win some games, and one of those games was last night. Uh, I don't think the Blues really had the emotion that they uh, probably should have had and maybe didn't take the team uh, as as serious as as they should have, and consequently, it cost them. But, I mean, I, I give the Coyotes a lot of credit, though, Randy. they played... Uh, very hard like they, uh, they I think everybody expected that and and you know what special teams they scored a couple of power play goals and uh, they've not been able to do that all year and they did it last night and that's why they won the game Bernie Torrey Krug said after the game that they played stupid at at times last night and you heard Craig Ruby saying that the team didn't have a sense of urgency how do they correct that is that something that needs to come from Craig Ruby come from their head coach or is that something the players have to do themselves no, Michelle, that's something the players have to do themselves. I mean, I think everybody understands that uh, what you have to do. And, you know, I, I think that there's been so many changes in the lineup, too. I'm not making excuses for them, but, I mean, they just came off a really emotional weekend playing against, you know, the two best teams in the league in Carolina and Edmonton. And I think they should have got points in both those because they played very, very well. And I think maybe there was just a little bit of a letdown. The The emotional level wasn't as high as it probably should have been. Uh, to play against Arizona. I mean, they had a couple of guys, and obviously when Sundquist comes back, there was a big lift, and and Prunovich playing his first game. So I think that there was other distractions maybe in there uh, that they didn't really uh, uh, take much of, uh, enough of a, of, 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 of a, of a mental uh, situation that, that they should have. So I, I think uh, it is just what it is. I mean, it's 82 games, you're going to have games that you're going to be off, and I think that really for the most part last night, uh, you know they had 36 shots on goal. They had plenty of scoring chances. I thought, you know, the goaltending wedge Wedgewood or whatever his name was for, for uh, played played very well for. Uh, um, you know, uh, the Arizona Coyotes, and, and kind
1: that of was the difference in the game. Bernie, you've played on teams that have made dramatic personnel changes, and it actually kind of is a, a pretty dramatic personnel change because most of these players, many of these players, haven't played with Sunquist, and almost none of them have played with a guy like Perunovic, and you're playing without Braden Shen. Is there a, a time frame in which a hockey team, when you have turnover like that, has to develop a, a level of chemistry?
0: Yeah, I think so, Randy. I mean, they know each other well, but I mean, I think for Sundquist, especially, I mean, uh, to come back after surgery and I mean he missed training camp, no no, no preseason games. I mean, all you do is practice with the guys and all of a sudden you're thrown in in, in a real live game where everybody's already in, in, in mid season form already, you know, we're 15 or 16 games into the season. So everybody's already in mid season form and, and he's just kind of starting all over again. So, I mean, t- last night was a tough night for him. And uh, for Prunovic. I mean, just the excitement for him, the emotional level was great for him. Um, but uh, it sometimes does take, uh, you know, away from the rest of the team because everybody's kind of watch stands around and starts watching instead of participating. And uh, I, I don't think it's just a matter of getting the chemistry. I mean, the chemistry's there on this team. and There's lots of, you know, pieces that can be mixed and matched. And I think that's uh, something that uh, is a very much an advantage for Craig brewery because he can continue to to change lines and do things that he needs to do. But at some point in time, I think we need to see a guy like maybe David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly back together. And, and we do get those familiarity parts that, that have been there. I mean, but Shen obviously is a part that's, that's really missing. But uh, you're going to go through that during the course of the season. And I think we're watching it with every team right now that's coming in. It seems like everybody's got a couple of guys out for COVID. Uh, everybody's got injuries. So I, I think there's going to be a, a lot of turnover during the entire season. And I think you're just going to have to learn to deal with it. Bernie you mentioned Scott Perun- Perunovich making his NHL debut last night. What did you see from him in his first game with the blues? I think he was fine. I mean, he is a is a small guy and he's a small defender, but I think his, his really his uh, positive part of his game is, is the way he plays offense, the way he picks the way he skates. And uh, I didn't think he was out of place by any means last night. I mean, he, he, uh, uh, played, what, almost three minutes uh, on the power plays. Um, he's a quarterback on the power play, and that's kind of been his bread and butter all of his, uh, his what you call his, his career so far. I mean, through college and, and, and into the minors now, I mean, he's been great as a power play setup man, and, and I thought he, he did a very good job with it. His outlet passes were good, and um, it's going to just take him a while to learn how to defend uh, because when you're only five ten. And there's a lot of guys that are six foot five out there. You've got to get body position. You've got a a lot of things that you're going to learn. And I think that, he's got a perfect guy to learn from in Tory Krug because uh, Krug has been that bef- through that before because of his size, and I think he can really help uh, with Scott.
1: Hey, Bernie, a couple of days ago was the Hall of Fame induction for the class of 2021, and I, w- I want to know from you as a Hall of Famer, when you watch guys like Kevin Lowe, who took a long time like you to make it to the Hall of Fame, guys like Agin- Ginla and Hosa, when you see other Hall of Famers, does, do you ever think, man, you know what? I'm in with that group. That's really impressive.
0: Yeah, it really is, Randy. I mean, I—I I mean, every time, uh, you know, you don't really think about it uh, very often. I mean, you—you you, you heard your name—we mentioned all the time with—with with, with the word the Hall of Fame. So it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's very much an honor. But uh, you know, every time uh, the uh, induction ceremonies come up every year, just listening to the speeches and just watching it on, yeah, I still um, have to pinch myself each and every year. And it's—it's—it's it's, it's a really special thing, and I love listening to what the guys have to say, because it is, it's a, it's a journey, you don't it's something you never expect when you get the call, Um, you're, you're, you're over, it's overwhelming. And and, uh, um, just to hear what they, they have to say and just to remember what I had to say, it's, it's, it's really a special time. Bernie Jordan Cairo is such an exciting talent. He has turned into must see TV. When you watch him play, what do you think that he can be? Well, he just, uh, I mean, he's very exciting. As you said to watch, I mean, he's just got such a high skill level because he's quick um, he's got great moves. He's got great hands and great puck sense. So I mean, it's just fun watching him play. I mean, I, um, I it just it's a testament to the to the scouting of the Blues. Uh, I think Robert Thomas is going through the same thing right now. We're seeing much more out of him. So um, when you look at two guys like that, you know that the future of, of the Blues is is continue to to stay bright. I mean, they've got a lot of great veteran players, but you got a couple of young kids like that that can play as well as as they're playing right now, uh, that means that uh, uh, they're going to become the leaders at a certain point in time. And and, and there's more skilled guys that that come after them. Uh, You continue to have a really good hockey club here in San Louis.
1: Bernie, last thing from me, the schedule kind of opens up for the blues here. They've got San Jose tomorrow, Dallas at Dallas on Saturday, then Vegas comes in, but then Thanksgiving week at Detroit, not great. At Chicago, not great. What's your confidence level in this team being able to go on a little bit of a run here?
0: Well, I mean, they certainly should, but I mean, it's—I think last night proved that it's—it's really hard to win if you're not uh, (laughs) if you're not in the right frame of mind, if you're not if your compete level is not is not as high as it should be. uh, If even if you're the better team, that doesn't mean you're going to win. So uh, this is a grueling part of it, Rennie. I say I think that even though they're the the teams that they're playing are are not maybe the, the best teams in the league, but. When you're playing every other day, I mean, they've got, what, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, and then the day off for Thanksgiving, and then they play actually Friday and Saturday, an afternoon game in Chicago, and then, you know, right back here at home on Saturday, against Columbus. I mean, that's a tough little stretch. So, um, you know, Chicago's playing much better after they've made their uh, coaching change. Detroit is playing much better, especially at home. Um, They've got a young team that's that's really uh, has played well. Columbus is starting to play well. So, I mean, there's really no give me games. So they're going to have to be prepared um, when I look at them on paper and the way they can play and where they're capable, what we just saw this weekend and just the talent they have on this team. Um, they can, the sky's the limit. I mean, there's no question that, that I think that the blues are one of the top, uh, you know, four or five teams in, in the entire Western conference. So, um, you know, we haven't seen much of the East yet, so we're not sure what's going on there, but uh, they, you know, they, it, it's on the plate for them. They, they, I think they have to decide, Uh, what they want to do, and if they they play up to their capabilities, they're certainly going to have a great year.
1: Bernie, always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We
0: do appreciate it. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for the show. You guys have a great day.